Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory forever. Greetings to our listeners here on the Living Orthodoxy podcast. Today I'm Subdeacon David is not with us, but just your uh, lowly host here, Justin, reader Justin, uh, joined by Father Noah. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Justin. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. As a parish, we're in our 40 days of stewardship and uh, time to reflect on our how we can give of our time and talents and resources, uh, money to the, the church and to the work of the ministry of the church, to the building up of the kingdom. And so we're here to kind of pick Father's brain, Father Noah's brain, and uh, talk about his sense of, of the ministry of the church and where we can um, be better in giving and where we can build on the strengths we already have, those kinds of things. So, Father, how are we doing? How are we doing? <laughs> as a church. What? Oh, yeah. well, as a parish, St. Philip's is among the most generous mm. of the parishes that I know of. And I'm really grateful to be ministering and despite my faults to be leading this parish. Yeah, an initial thought I have before we get into the the questions we prepared God cannot be outgiven, and I've seen this in my life over and over and over again. And a, a simple example of that was when I was moving here to St. Philip's 12 years ago, 12 and a half years ago, in Bridgeport, the, the church was needing to raise money for the great room, the halls, air conditioning system. And I, I felt and discussed with my wife, and we finally agreed that I should donate a little bit of money toward that. And we gave, uh, I think, $500. And it was hard to do that because we, we were getting ready to move and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money uh, or anything, but we, we really appreciated the people there and wanted to, to give a, a nice farewell and to st- start off that campaign. And as soon as we gave, Father Boniface called like an hour later and said, somebody just donated $6,000 to help with your moving expenses. And I thought, boy, it's not even just 10%, it's more. This is, I mean, not even not even a thousand percent more, <laughs> you know, 10 times more. And I've seen that over and over and over again in the, the vestments that I wear, the crosses that are, are around my neck. Everything in my life really is, I've given a little something and I've received way more than I could ever imagine. and. This is true in terms of money, but it's true in terms of relationship, in prayer, in service, and all of that. So I guess the the biggest thing here is just to invite people to try that out. Is God really more generous than you? (laughs) Obviously, theoretically, we know, but personally, do we really know that? It's a question of faith, but it's also a question of faithfulness and pushing ourselves. 
is God really more generous than you? Hmm. Yeah. Very good. So I guess our, it would seem our stewardship of the resources we have should flow from the idea that the belief, conviction that everything we have is comes from God anyway, right? I don't know, you want to kind of flesh that out. What, how, how would, how should that change our relationship to our, to everything, really, to all of our resources, our time? That this is all God's gift to us to begin with. Yeah. So I think what you're pointing to is the fact that there needs to be a change in how we relate to everything. And that change, of course, is repentance. Stewardship is first and foremost about repentance, that I am not the master, but God is the master. I'm the servant that has been set over these aspects that God has put in my life, not for my own aggrandizement, whatever you say that yeah, word. Aggrandizement? Aggrandizement, <laughs> yeah. but for his glory and for other people's building up. Hmm. Yeah. So the first there, to change our relationship to God and to everyone and to everything, including finances. Yeah. So then that's the notion, the word steward, stewardship is, is such an important word, and I love to understand words. The word steward historically has been the person that's been in charge of something. Say I were to drop my children off at a daycare. Somebody's in charge of them. I'm, I'm going to pay them money to take care of my kids. And I'm going to assume that the kids are going to be in as good shape or better when I pick them up. Those children are under those people, under the, the daycare person's authority at the time, but they're my children. And it's the same thing for to, to step back, to go a level higher. In fact, my children are God's children that he has put into my custody for 18 years or so. And he wants them back better, <laughs> more mature, more loving, you know, more inclined for mercy and peace than, than he gave them. So, so the notion of the steward and you, you know, the, the stewards of the English throne, they were not rightfully kings, but since there was no nobility at the time, the stewards took over. There was the house of stewards. Or you think of the old word for flight attendant. When I first started flying 35 years ago, 30 years ago, the old word for flight attendant was stewardess. Mm -hmm. she, she was in charge of the plane, of the people. We entrusted ourselves, and we legally had to follow her. <laughs> we had to follow her uh, direction. Yeah. Otherwise, there'd be chaos on the ship. Mm. Yeah. So the notion of steward, that we're the, maybe the steward is like the chief servant or the servant that is in charge of this section. But the word servant, and on the one hand, this is not uh, politically correct, you know, to think, well, we have to serve God. But it is biblically correct. It is traditionally correct. It is orthodox. This is why we call ourselves servants of God. The servant of God receives the precious and all-holy body and blood of our Lord and God and Savior Jesus Christ. The servant of God is baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So what are the, what are the different forms that that stewardship takes in, in our 
you know, 21st century yeah. uh, North American context? Well, I think first and you foremost... You spoke of family, of course. That's yeah. an immediate one. Uh, and that's that's a contribution, you might say, to the life of the church, right? To, right. To raise up our, so our then, so children. So then the greater idea of stewardship brought to bear on the parish life is that we individually and as a community both have the church entrusted to us and as the pastor of the of the community here i I think i shoulder that burden more than anyone else the metropolitan and the bishop have said father noah you're in charge but everyone else in the parish has that same burden and that burden is one of uh, finances it's also one of the maintenance of the community it's one of the orthodox faith the uh, are we maintaining are we good stewards of the faith itself are we good stewards of the relationships of the people in the church are we caring for each other if we make a mess do we clean up the mess or do we just walk away so, you know, and then family, yeah, our own bodies. Do we take care of our bodies? Are we fruitful members of the parish because we are, uh, because we're healthy people? Mm-hmm. Or are we unfruitful members of the parish because we're always sick, because we smoke or we drink? You know, or we eat poorly or we don't exercise and we, we can't be involved. Mm-hmm. Are we a drag on the parish? Of course, I'm a drag on the parish. <laughs> Even though I try to take care of myself, I'm a drag on the parish. So we're all drags on the parish in one sense. And that's why we're all here, because we're sick, we're sinners, we're coming to the hospital. But we don't just come to the hospital and, and take. Yeah. We come to the hospital and we give back. Mm-hmm. We love the hospital. This is where we have life. This is where we have joy. This is where we have our meaning. And we want to share that with other people. Yeah, so the forms of stewardship, I guess, directly in the parish. You know, the big picture first is, do you pray? Do you pray in an orthodox manner? Which means, do you say the saints' words in your prayers? Do you read the Holy Scriptures? Do you fast? Do you rake your conscience, comb your conscience, and try to improve your life? Do you give alms? Do you live the Christian life? Do you come to confession? Do you receive Holy Communion worthily? Do you attend the services? All of those things. That's the most important notion of stewardship. And then we do have the temporal maintenance of the church building. And it's essential. We couldn't gather uh, in a beautiful worship space if we didn't have that beautiful worship space. If there's not a roof over the building, the building rots. The icons are blotted. It's not safe, it's not comfortable for people to gather together. So the temporal maintenance of the the building is is very important. We have a a sacramental worldview, and we say that in, in some unique way, God's presence is heightened in the sanctuary. And so, therefore, we have to give our best. You know, we don't want to just have the cheapest thing. 
No, no, this is why we have beautiful iconography. You know, we, we give our best to God. What other forms of stewardship? I think that being involved in the ministries is really important. It's really easy to write a check, as much as it hurts. It hurts Korea Elizabeth and I. We're raising nine children, and to, you know, to give approximately 10% of our income to the church is really hard. Yeah. Uh, but it's worth it. It's the right thing to do. And God's generosity has, has overwhelmed us. But beyond that, there's the ministries. And ministries are so important because people are so, are so important. People are more important than money. We have to take care of each other. We have to minister to each other. And so it's always been one of my hopes and one of the goals of the 40 Days of Growth and Stewardship to have people more involved in the ministries, to learn what the ministries are, how can they be involved, and to, to try them out. Uh, so my question to you is, what are your strengths? What are your joys? How can you give to the parish in terms of your talents? So writing checks is hard, but dealing with people face to face is even harder. I heard a priest once say, <laughs> sometimes the best parishioners are the ones who just send in their pledges and don't come to church very often. Yeah. And I understand that uh, thought, as sad as it is. And he wasn't, he wasn't bragging about that thought. He was uh, confessing his weakness when he told me that. But there's a reason people don't come to church, and it's because they don't like to butt heads. You know, they, they, don't, they don't know how to keep a relationship going. They don't know how to have their will thwarted. And so ministry is really difficult as the pastor, as assistance to the pastor, as parishioners. Ministries are difficult because we run up against each other. And then we realize, oh, I'm actually doing this out of pride. I'm not doing this for God's glory. I'm doing it for my glory. Oh, and then we have to repent. It's easier just to stay home and watch football on Sunday than it is to repent. Yeah. You know? Can you identify, you've, you've praised our parish, you know, the, the liberality, generosity. Uh, can you identify, maybe not even weaknesses, maybe there are some weaknesses, um, or just uh, any areas that we can uh, grow in, you know, specifically? Yeah. Yeah, so before I get to that, though, uh, I just wanted to mention that the third prong of the 40 sure. Days of Growth and Stewardship is, is the hospitality coffee hour as the as the most fundamental part of hospitality the extension of the liturgy and and this is one of the things that I think St. Philip's is so strong about uh, not not only is our worship beautiful and everything but our our fellowship afterwards is 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 amazing I walk into the great room and I'm probably 20 or 30 minutes late some people are gone and I'm overwhelmed by the, the loudness <laughs> of the talking. And it's, it's, it's beautiful talking. Now, I'm sure there are people that are gossiping and complaining and all of those things. And I'm sure there are cliques and all of that stuff. But there is a bond of love that is expressed 
that comes from the Eucharistic love that is shared. So mm -hmm. hospitality and helping provide coffee hour is really important. But then we can extend that into inviting people to our homes, you know, taking people out, new newcomers, taking them out to lunch, whatever it is. Uh, hospitality is so important, and we, we see that all throughout Scripture, of course. But uh, some of the weaknesses of the parish, is that what you asked? Yeah, people? or... Yeah, or just specific areas that we can improve on or, in, you know, build on. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't want to be the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> I'm the one that needs the most improvement. And I, I know that more and more after 15 years of being a priest and seeing my own sins. But what could we improve on? I think that there could be a more diligent liturgical commitment. Uh, I think a, a more diligent commitment, a practical commitment to the liturgical aspect of orthodoxy is important. Uh, you know, attending Vespers. Thank God we have about a quarter of our Sunday morning attendances at Vespers, which is, is probably higher than most parishes. But that means that three-quarters of the people that come to liturgy on Sunday morning aren't coming to Vespers. And it's just sad. It's inconceivable for me, actually. I've been going to Vespers regularly for 25 years, and I just can't, I can't imagine being in church on a Sunday morning without having prepared my heart through Vespers. Uh, there's a lot of ministry that still needs to happen some of the ministries that are organized need to be need to be staffed more and there's a, a lot of ministries that are, are just dreams and there's a lot of things that we haven't even thought of that could happen. The one that I'm most excited about, the ministry that's uh, coming into its own now is the burial ministry. And we had our, our first uh, burial preparing the body of Timothy Becker. And it was a real blessing to, it was a challenge, it was uncomfortable. It definitely pushed me out of my, out of my regular zone to be washing and anointing and dressing his body. But the peace that it brought to the family for them to be able to participate and saying goodbye and the I don't know. It's hard to even put it into words. And that ministry is six months old. What other things can we do? Now that that was a pound of flesh. It took a long time. You know, it, it it's taken a taken a long time to uh, organize it. That took several hours preparation, and then keeping vigil over his body. But that's the least we can do. This is a, not just a, a vessel of grace in terms of having received the gospel and received the sacraments, but, you know, a young husband, a friend, a young father, all of these things. That's the least we can do for someone. Showing God's love in their vulnerability. So, what is stewardship? I'm cycling back to that again. That everything is God's and he's entrusted it to us.
and the Christian norm from the Old Testament until today has been that we give 10% back to him. And I think that means 10% of finances, but it should mean 10% of time as well. If there are 24 hours in the day, then we should have 2.4 hours a day should be dedicated to God. And that's prayer, study, ministry, direct ministry, 2.4 hours a day. So we feel like we've done our, we've done our duty Sunday morning, an hour and 45 minutes of liturgy, and maybe that's 2.4 hours on a Sunday. That's good. Thank God for that. But it should be 10% of that as well. 10% of our time. Do, do we have silence in our life? Can we put aside our phones as hard as it is? It's hard for me to put aside my phone. But I put aside my phone and I take up my prayer rope. You know, I put my computer aside and I read my Bible. So 10% of finances growing towards that, 10% of time growing towards that. And how can you quantify talent? I don't know how to quantify talent, but everybody in the parish is so talented. I see that, especially when it comes to the festival. Some people love to deal with food or deal with people, and some people really enjoy cleaning, doing this or doing that. And it's, it's neat to see people's talents coming out. So I don't know how to quantify, but try to give 10% of your talents to God. Figure out how to do it. Maybe you'll accidentally give 11 or 12, that'd be okay. But again, this is all under the notion of repentance. And I was reading this morning, 2 Corinthians, which if anybody hasn't read the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians recently, I ask you to read it again. This is the one that I always forgot about. You know, 1 Corinthians has the resurrection, and the Eucharist, and this and that. But 2 Corinthians is just so amazing. And chapter 12 is, I think, one of the most amazing chapters. He's talking about why they should listen to him as an apostle. And he's boasting about what he's done and all of this. And then he boasts about his infirmities. And then he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to visit you and I hope that there's going to be money stored up to give to the churches in Macedonia or Jerusalem or wherever it is, I don't remember. I hope you guys already have the money stored up so it doesn't become a grudging duty, but some generosity that you've put forethought into. And then he has this amazing line, I seek not yours, but you. I seek not yours, but you. And I think that this is the for me, this is the key to stewardship. God is not seeking our stuff. He's seeking us. And when we try to give God our stuff instead of us, it, it doesn't work. Well, I'm going to try to give God my prayers. I'm trying to give God this, give that. No, no. Son, give me your heart. That's what God says to us. Give me your heart. I want you. And I will give you myself. But then translate that in terms of stewardship. I seek not yours, but you. Uh, the church, the parish of St. Philip's, we want our people to be on fire for the love of God. And the money, the ministry, 
the hospitality, all of that is secondary. I've talked, I think, plenty. <laughs> well, it's good to hear your your reflections and cast a vision for us as a, as a parish and uh, to both in personal terms for you know from your own your own personal uh, stewardship and then your perspective on the, the parish as a whole. May God bless all our faithful stewards. All right. Well, thank you, Father. Thank you, Justin. Yes. Thank you for this ministry. Sound is such a beautiful thing to be able to capture and share. Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you in church. God, see you in church. God willing. God willing, see you in church. Hey, and don't forget to turn in your pledge cards. <laughs> don't neglect to sign up for coffee hour and inquire about ministries. May God have compassion upon us and bless us. Show the light of his countenance upon us and grant us peace. Amen. Amen.